Hello and welcome to the Create Me Podcast. Yeah, so this is part two of the birthday special with Elaine Coville, Lauren Agenton and Emily Utter. So yeah, um, this again was like another cool catch up um, with the guys um, that came on an early early Saturday morning and in Amium Studio space. So um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy our catch up. I'll be back at the end for maybe a little bit of a longer podcast ramblings and reflections. So I hope you guys enjoy and I'll see you soon. Hello and welcome to the Creepy Podcast. This is um, part two of the birthday special, and I got another three special guests with me. So um, I will introduce them. I'll start from my right. Let the first guest introduce themselves. Um, my name is Emily Utter, and I uh, first met Ika. I think it was sort of February, March time um, this past year. Um, I'm a writer. I'm originally from Canada. And I'm currently the writer-in-residence at Roxburgh House. I work for the Grampian Hospital's Art Trust. I'm Lauren Aitchison, also a writer, and I think I came on the podcast about a year ago. I think I was like the second or third guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, early days. And our episode was like an hour and 40 minutes long. Yeah. And, and we had to like stop and be like, right, we just need to cut it off because yeah. we could have gone on and on yeah. and on. Um, uh, so I just finished writing a book, of, well halfway finished writing a book about domestic abuse. I'm a finalist in Penguin Random House's um, Right Now live competition that they run every year. So that's exciting. And I'm Elaine, um, and I think it's nearly a year since I yeah, had my interview. Yeah. So it's a nice anniversary return to say hello again. And I run a small vintage boutique here in Aberdeen called The Closet. And I'm not a writer, so. <laughs> but yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, thank you guys for coming on. And it's a very early Saturday morning, very cold all of a sudden. <laughs> Where it's going to change in Aberdeen. So yeah, I know. Like, um, I think a lot of people um, from the podcast, um, like the people who follow it, I think they obviously follow you guys as well. Um, but for some listeners who kind of haven't kind of you know followed you guys, like, what have you guys been up to? This year, because it was like so much. I've been following you guys on social media, and like so much has kind of happened. And I also did, I've, I've kind of let the listener know, we had a group chat, and I did say if you guys have any questions, you can fire on any questions to be halfway through our chat as well. So who wants to go first? I'm so glad that you said it looks like we've been doing what's because I don't feel like I've achieved anything this okay. year, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what have I done this year? Um, well, yeah, like, well, I think when you interviewed me, I think I'd like started the book, was yeah. it? and so. Um, uh, so yeah, sorry, I'll just explain like the penguin thing. So every year, Penguin Random House just basically do an open call for um, manuscripts from people. You just send them a thousand words of your book, and then they pick. Everyone that enters, they pick one hundred and fifty people to come to workshops with them, and then from that they do a shortlist, and then finally they pick ten people to mentor for a year and help you finish writing and editing your book so it's ready to sell. So one thousand seven hundred people entered this year, and then um, now I'm in the last forty-four. Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just we just had to submit whatever else we had. Um, so I did that on Monday. Monday? Yeah. Oh, this feels like a really long week. Yeah. yeah. Monday I submitted it, and then we find out. Um, we have a chat with our assigned editor, 
in November. Um, mine's a girl called Michaela, so I met her at my workshop, and then we find out in December who gets taken on. Nice one. Right. Yeah, so, um, but I kind of didn't realise how much I still had to do until I actually, like, we only had two weeks to between finding out that we were in the shortlist right. to submitting it. Right. So, and obviously I work full-time, so, like, every evening coming home from work, switching on laptop, like, trying to finish this manuscript, and I just, um... I mean, it's obviously like crap. The first draft of anything is just absolute garbage. Is just, it fiction or non-fiction? It's non-fiction. Okay. Um, but in some ways, that's kind of harder because, like, I'm trying to like make a whole book of sick, like, well, like ten, almost ten years of my memories, and it's like every time I think of something, I just have to write it down because I might not remember it again for a while. I can't make it up, so um, it's trying to like fit together all these like tiny threads of memories and decide where they fit. So it's autobiographical. Then. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so very tricky. But mm. I kind of I know this is like really really cliche, but I kind of. I would love to get taken on, obviously, but to get yeah. down at this final stage is amazing. And yeah. um, all the editors and um, literary agents that we met at our workshop said that it's like a really big deal. Like if it's on our cover and letter when we're trying to pitch our books, then oh, it'll automatically like go to the top of the pile, sort yeah. of thing. So just getting shortlisted is going to be like enough if I don't get. Yeah. I think like I totally see the book getting published now. Yeah. Which That's I didn't. Great. Which I didn't yeah, before. Because I went back and listened to you guys podcast again this week just to refresh my well, mind. And I was listening to you talking about the book, and I was wondering how it was going. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, yes, that's yeah. that's a lot Amazing. to go from that a big pool to be there. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. That's really that's really cool news. And yeah. I think like you know Elaine, I always call you my informal booking agent. <laughs> <laughs> Because Elaine has kind of introduced me to so many people that have subsequently been on the podcast and so I've introduced you guys as well. I think, like, you know, for you this year as well, I was at the old Togs New Tricks yeah. as well. Yeah, that's right. That was a really cool yeah. really nice and you episode. did your uh, little um, mobile podcast Yeah, well, that was, the first, was actually good. the first one. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of really kind of wide how that would turn out. Yeah. But yeah, Elaine, like, you know, what have you kind of been up to? Oh, gosh, well, it's it never really stops yeah. running your own business. <laughs> so uh, you just keep uh, every day. You're just... Uh, either at the store or buying or doing events or um, I also do quite a bit of um, sort of photo shoots creativity as well so yeah I've got another photo shoot coming up next month early doors and then I've got my Christmas old togs new tricks vintage fair at the end of the month yeah. and then straight into the Christmas hoo-ha after that um, I've got all my winter collection out in the shop now everything except sort of evening wear so that's been absolutely fabulous and I'm so chuffed with it this yeah. year so it's like every year because I do all my buying um, locally I'm very sort of keen to stress that I am actually genuinely concerned about sustainability and I'm not one of these big vintage traders that you know jumps on the bandwagon of sustainability but then ships my vintage across you know millions of (laughs) hundreds of thousands of miles from the far east and you know I don't want my vintage having anything to do with slave labour picking illegal picking places in London and such like I'm not having anything to do with that so because I never know what who's going to approach me with something they want me to look at I never really know what's going to be in the store but I know what I want there for the coming so I do sort of two big seasonal change arounds so it's always a little bit nervous because I'm buying six months ahead and stashing it away and then hoping 
but it, you, it, it's come together again really nicely so That's I'm really so chuffed cool. about that yeah. and then back working with the college again okay. so I had a year off yeah. of working with the college this year so the students in sort of textiles and fashions and things like that as well but I'm also involved a little bit with um, some of the photography students oh, this year right. to, Steve, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, okay. to get them involved in the that's photo cool. shoot yeah. as well and um, we've um, one of the teachers has put a call out and one of the girls is going to be um, a fashion stylist give them a little chance to whet their appetites to that as well yeah. so nice little yeah. opportunities yeah. do you get any holidays uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, even when I'm on holiday, I could still be selling dresses. Yeah, or you'll be out somewhere and you'll see something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, when I was on holiday, I was buying vintage. I used to bring it home. Yeah, yeah, so you know, I still bought a few dresses and took them home. I thought, oh yeah, yeah. And <laughs> um, but yeah, like last night I was watching uh, something on TV and uh, a message came in. Oh, is that dress still available? I was like, yeah, no problem. Quick PayPal swapping addresses, you know. So that was like half nine last night, you know. So you, although you, uh, yeah, you do take holidays, but you never really switch off. It'd be like having a child. <laughs> having a business is like having a child. It's always there. Yeah. yeah. You just have to nurture it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or it won't grow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And Emily, you've had a busy year as well, haven't you? You've been doing some stuff at Food Story and stuff like that as well. Yeah, um, I guess it was after I talked to you the last yeah. time. I did a couple of creative writing workshops at um, Food Story. And basically that just kind of started because I'd been in talks with... Um, not going to name them, but an organization um, about doing creative writing workshops. And it just seemed like there was never a good time to meet, there was interest, but it, it just kept dragging on and dragging on and like emails not getting returned, which is ridiculous. Um, so I was like, you know what, I've been doing this for how many years? I'm just going to do it myself. Yeah. And I was totally shocked, but the workshops sold out in two days. Um, so that was really affirming. Um, so yeah, I did two sort of beginner intermediate workshops at Food Story. I have been meaning to arrange to do more, um, but just haven't had time to kind of pull that together. I would totally come with that. I think I can't write, like I think I can only do like autobiographical writing. I would love to like well, I'm do a big, something a bit more, a bit scarier. Yeah, I'm a big um, proponent for there being a lot of crossover. I really like blending genres. Like write what you know. Yeah, yeah, um, but a lot of my own writing is very autobiographical, though I would call it fiction. Well, maybe not autobiographical, but biographical, even though I would call it fiction. Um, so, yeah, I love that. I mean, working at Roxborough, like, I am often doing life story-related things with patients, and I always try and tell them, like, it doesn't matter if you can't remember those details. You can fill them in however you want to. It's your life story, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Um, but I actually just found out... Recently, I guess the biggest thing that's kind of coming up for me is I'm going to be reading at the Locals in the Limelight um, event for Granite Noir. Um, And that was kind of like, I totally went out on a limb after the deadline and got in touch with the organizers and was like, okay, I might have something, like, can I submit it? And they were like, yeah, go for it. And then they loved it and um, I got accepted to do it. So I wouldn't ever have thought that, like, crime fiction or noir fiction was something that I could maybe fit my new writing into but in the end it worked out quite well so I'm looking forward to that. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. When is like, that when does that start? It's um February. Okay. Okay. 
Right. And I think this is like the third year coming that they've done it, but it's been really successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and like kind of, I think it has ties with the crime writing festival in Iceland, which is quite big. Mm-hmm. So right. yeah, there's definitely lots of stuff going on at that time. I'm not 100% sure of what the dates are, but it is February. And there's yeah. information on the Aberdeen Performing Arts website about it. So. Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. I think like this kind of like, I know through the feedback I have about all three of your episodes has been really kind of positive. I kind of noticed on your one now, after we recorded our chat, I saw all these listens and on the stats on Canada. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, still Canada. You know, that's really cool. It's like all these, like, pie acts spiked all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, so I think, like, a lot of people, the feedback I've got from your episodes has always been very interesting. I think Elaine, you was the first kind of, like, independent business owner I interviewed. Mm. And obviously, Lauren, like your story as well resonated a lot with people, even though, like you said, it's a very long kind of chat, but it did. <laughs> I think it even, like, you know, your episode as well, Emily, I think people's kind of, ah, like, I think, they you know, it actually sounded really clear as well. One episode, you know, that sounded really kind of pitch clear. So, um, what has the feedback, like, been like for you guys about your episodes and stuff? I'm kind of interested to kind of know what people kind of said when they've listened to it. Uh, well, I was doing the Pecha Kucha event at the, for the Look Again Festival in May, and I just had random people come up to me after I'd introduced myself and stuff and be like, oh, I listened to your podcast, and I was like, oh, yeah, nice to meet you, <laughs> that kind of thing. So a bit random, yeah. I guess. But I remember, Elaine, you got in touch at yeah. one point and said that you quite liked the episodes. Yeah, I've listened to your one a couple of times. Yeah. Weirdly enough, I haven't actually li- uh, listened to yours twice, Lauren. <laughs> I obviously went back this one so you can just have a refresh. Um, but yeah, something uh, was just drawing me back to your story. I like the, I like the storytelling in your podcast. Mm. So yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah. And I had, a, I, I, I had um, some personal um, connection with your story too. I was also a survivor of some domestic abuse, or not some domestic abuse, but domestic abuse. So, um, uh, and it's coming up for five years this Christmas since I got out from underneath my relationship. Amazing. So, um, I had been uh, talk. I well, I'd had lots of support from the northeast of Scotland up here. Um, from different agencies and um, but one of the more national agencies had been in touch and asked if I wanted to do a little sort of five years later sort of piece of writing so that's been in my mind to mm-hmm. get that done um, might be quite cathartic as well and apparently you know you know I left my husband just two weeks before Christmas and apparently that is the most common time yeah. for okay. women to leave uh, that around that period of time um, so it would be maybe nice to have that piece out there for people to read and just say you know it, you might think that the darkness is never gonna end but actually it has to you have to keep going especially when you have dragging children along behind you as well so yeah, so it was um, nice to go back and listen oh, to your little story you. again. Yeah, I was, uh, I was hoping the book was coming along. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was four, uh, four years yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but we saw, saw a tweet. And yeah, was, yeah. Okay. So, and that was, uh, and actually sort of leaving, I was very lucky because we weren't living together anymore by the time, so it was really easy for me. We actually broke up with a phone after six years together. Um, so I, I was really lucky I was in that position and um, I could get away really easy but it was actually as a result of like a night out I'd had in Aberdeen and the next day I just went back and 
finished it. Mm. Um, so when I come back to Aberdeen, it's like it just so, and as well the day like the day that I was thinking, oh God, I think I have to end this. I had lunch with my friend Louise, and I'm having lunch with her coincidentally today as well. Oh, wow. So it's very strange. Yeah. Um, anniversary, but yeah, four years yesterday. So yeah, I did a. I think this is the last year I might like. I feel like marking it like publicly sort of thing. I feel like I'm kind of. Not like over it. I don't think I'll ever be over it, but I, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of right when I write about it. It seems like very objective now. Um, I'm doing some work with Women's Aid in the new year, which will be really good. So because we've got the new domestic abuse bill coming, and basically the Scottish government um, are doing a marketing campaign, and so Women's Aid are speaking to them about it. So they asked me to come and look over it basically and give my opinion. So okay. that's cool. Um, and I'm also trying to bring in a proper domestic abuse policy at my work. As well, so um, that's what I'm like. I work for uh, Perth and Connaught Council now, so uh, the chief executive said that she's totally up for that, so that's amazing. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Do you guys, I know I'm probably gonna make all about me now, aren't I? Like, do you guys kind of have any questions for me that you kind of think that, oh, wonder? Yeah, I was wondering yeah. how um, has it how has it changed your opinion of Aberdeen having done the year's worth, well, nearly a year's yeah. worth podcast now. I think it has. I think my opinion's always kind of been positive yeah. about Aberdeen. I think it's kind of rubbed off on a few people that I know as well in a good way. I think because they're kind of seeing all the here, listen to all the chats like you know you guys and says, oh, there's loads happening there. I think, like, you know, I spoke to you, like, Emily, you're, like, from Canada, but um, even off mic, you know, I think you have so much enthusiasm for, like, you know, Aberdeen and, like, the Scottish culture as well. And I think that's kind of, like, for people to recognise you are from here, to be like, oh, yeah, there is a lot happening, you know, in our city, and we can be a bit proud of, like, the northeast of Scotland. Mm. I think that's going to be a really good thing to kind of see happen a bit. And it's not going to be, like, overnight, instantly, yeah. you know. But I think that's kind of cool to see that kind of happening just like this would kind of circle people that I know yeah. yeah and so what is your plan for the next year the next then? year yeah well a lot's going to be happening I think in the next year I think um yeah I think I'm going to be more busy yeah no doubt I think that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. but um kind of like having the anatomy room space kind of makes it really kind of cool I kind of think like official know, yeah yeah, yeah. It validates it totally yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And I think it's kind of like, you know, I do want to do probably, possibly maybe go to other parts in Scotland and have some chats, but also still have that focus mm. in Aberdeen. Because I think just recently, in the past few months, a lot of kind of creatives in like Edinburgh and Glasgow have been kind of following me and messaging me and stuff mm. and stuff like that. And I think there's like um, another podcast, a guy, I can't remember his name, but it's called Havering. And he's kind of, um, he's based in Edinburgh and he kind of, he's got links in Aberdeen, so we might kind of connect to each other as well and have a chat and stuff like that so I think like the plan is to still do like the podcast obviously and like when I started I didn't think I'd have so many chats you know and I was like this is going to be like this is what this is like 39 you know so it's like a lot of chats still and there's still loads more to kind of mm -hmm. document and stuff like that so I want to keep going I don't I don't kind of have that focus plan saying this is what I'm going to do mm -hmm. I like to the plan was like still be here in every room still, still recording chats and maybe doing some podcast workshops and stuff like that, I think, might be the way to kind of go next a bit. But it's also kind of like playing it by ear as well a bit, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I think that's the best thing about it is that it's just created so many connections. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I felt like I had a pretty good grounding in like the writing community in Aberdeen, mm -hmm. especially as it like related to the university, because that's kind of how I got here. Yeah. Um, but then just like 
getting to know everybody else as well and like having this as kind of like a point of conversation mm -hmm. and oh you were on the podcast I was on the podcast yeah. like have you listened to the podcast like recently um I guess it was in like maybe June I my friend Shane Strachan, who's been on the podcast, yeah, got yeah. his photo taken by Chris Henderson mm -hmm. for that. I've had my photo, photo taken by Chris. <laughs> and, and, and then I got in touch because yeah. Shane was like, you should do this. Yeah. Um, and then he took my photo and then he was talking to me about like stuff that I was doing. And I was like, you have to talk to Ika. Like, yeah. you have to. Like, if you're starting to get in touch with lots of like creative yeah. people, like, you have to do it. And then, sure enough, I, was a lost one. I know. When yeah. I saw yeah. it, I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. This should be like the penultimate photo. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's just so funny how it's done that. Yeah, I think is you know you definitely see like you know there is a kind of not a little but there is a kind of quite significant creative community in like the northeast of Scotland. You see that, and there's also like what three degrees of separation now, mm -hmm. like you know people kind of connecting to each other. I think sometimes through the podcast or this kind of like just knowing someone else and stuff like that, you know. Because I think when I um, interviewed kind of like Steve, yeah, um, photographer at um, Aberdeen College. And it's kind of an off mic given the people that we just knew as well. It's kind of like, oh, that's quite strange, you know? And it kind of took all that kind of journey <laughs> just to do an interview to know that he knows someone that I know as well. And I think you connected with Elaine Cleary, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, yeah. and you got like, an award. Yeah, it's well. <laughs> so embarrassing. Yeah, she, <laughs> I bless her. Yeah, yeah she, uh, the, so JCI Scotland, which is junior chamber international, it stands for. Yeah. Um, so they do like, um, Outstanding young people of Scotland. I would say young. I mean, it's like under forty. Um, outstanding young people of Scotland every year. They pick ten people, and she like nominated me for it. And she was like, "Well, maybe you, could, you have to like basically list your accomplishments in the application." She was like, "Well, maybe you could do this." I was like, "I haven't accomplished it." So she she did it all for me, yeah. bless her. And then yeah, we got to go to Edinburgh, and I got a little award. Um, yeah, bless her. That's so nice. Yeah. And then my mum came, and she thought it was. Marvellous. Yeah. yeah. So you have actually done a lot of things this year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. mainly for like all my bimbo stuff as well, which is now like on hiatus because yeah. I've been writing this book. It's like, and then I've, I think like everyone, it's like I have this huge to do list of things I want to like achieve, but I just can't seem to like quite get there. I feel like yeah. I'm always tied up with something. Yeah. Um, I'd like to do like um, me and my friend Millie have spoken about. She she was in an abusive relationship when she moved out to Australia, and she luckily managed to get away and get back to the UK. Um, and so I'd like to do even just like a set like a podcast series, but just like a set number of episodes, yeah. like current investigators, just like eight episodes or something where we interview people. So that's like on my to do list. Yeah, yeah, I'll get there. Yeah, eventually awesome. one day. Yeah, I think yeah, there's kind of like. When you see like kind of these kind of opportunities come up, I think they kind of just happen. But there's conversations I've had with people just recently about you don't go. Sometimes some people will say like you know if you go looking for those opportunities and stuff, it don't happen. It seems to be happening like a naturally, just by fluke and stuff. I don't know. Do you do you guys agree a bit? Well, when I was at the Look Again Festival, we had to talk about our creative journeys, and I was like, oh man, like I hate. <laughs> Talking about you know that kind of thing. So I, was like, I think the word journey is so X factor now. Oh. They totally, they totally ruined the word journey. For so everyone. what I did was I like talked about basically my failures along oh, yeah, along the way. Yeah. Um, I had really good feedback from that. Um, so and then I read something in the spring about like rather than aiming for your successes, aim for a hundred rejections in a year. And I'm like submitting to literary agents right now. So that was like, you know. I'm approaching the end of the year and the number, <laughs> it's going up. Yeah. Um, 
But it just totally gave me, like, an opportunity to, like, reframe how I was kind of going about finding opportunities because what it's done in aiming for 100 projections is made me apply for things that I would not normally have applied for. Um, so I'm kind of, like, keeping a tally. And actually, surprisingly, the rejections and the successes are quite close. Like, yes, they are climbing, but... You know, it's meant that like I applied to Granite Noir, and yeah. I would never have thought to do that. No. So yeah, that's kind of been my thing in the last sort of like four or five months. Yeah. Is like, let's let's aim for those failures, more okay. failures. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. I don't know, like, I'm probably going to get stuck now for it. I was asking you guys questions with Five One. If you've got any other questions for me, <laughs> if anyone has anything. So. Yeah, you were talking, um, I'd mentioned about my friend's daughter who comes from a long line of yeah, entertainers yeah, in, yeah, in Aberdeen as yeah. well. And I had the privilege of seeing her grandpa um, do his 50 years of show business. Um, I, don't, I wouldn't call it an act, I'd call it like a full-on performance. Uh, this summer, he ran that for two nights. It's amazing and brought um, all these entertainers back to Aberdeen that had entertained people that would be our parents and grandparents generation and he got them all back again and then he had his granddaughter 15 years old up on the stage yeah. doing a song as doing a few songs as well and I've seen Robin at two north two years now and we talked about maybe yeah. that but that sh you were saying that might be something for the future the ones that are under 18 yeah I think I would I think I'll definitely do that. next year I think you know um you're not many persons kind of message me I think um a couple of people who have like you know parents of like younger kids, but like fourteen, fifteen, yeah. and they're really kind of talented locally yeah. as well. I was like, oh well, I don't want to kind of dismiss what they're doing as well because you know they're on their kind of come up and they're yeah. doing really kind of cool things. So I think yeah, definitely. I think in the new year, I would like to have like a maybe a two part special, or one part special, just little chats with like local young kind of yeah. creators and stuff. Maybe yeah. especially because um, the youth festival's not going on anymore. Yeah, which yeah. is really shame. It's a real shame. Limelight on local like youth groups. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think definitely, I think that's the bit, because I think, um, I can't remember the young girl, but um, the mum said like, um, she messaged me way back in summer and saying, well, I think it was like a youth group thing and saying, oh, well, they're doing like auditions and all, and no one really kind of turned up and they didn't really kind of push the promotion for it that well people to organise and says, oh, it's just a shame now because I thought I had to go to like Dundee or Glasgow mm. for these um, kind of auditions and kind of stuff like that so I think that's kind of like another thing where like you know in Aberdeen is kind of missing I mean there's obviously the big focus is on like the street art and stuff like that which is really good and mm -hmm. beneficial for like, the tourism of the city but I think it's just like how do we kind of like invest with the locals as well mm. local kind of creators and that and how kind of generally a lack of opportunities yeah I mean, we talk about yeah. how there are lots but yeah. still compared yeah. to the central belt it's yeah. like mm. absolutely I think, and it's yeah. also getting to know about mm. the opportunities the opportunities mm. might be there yeah. but their pr reach mm. is all you know it's childlike almost yeah. in a way they're not really reaching who they need to absolutely yeah that's the little crux that yeah. needs a little bit of extra oil as no, well I think, I yeah 100 percent agreed i think there's lots of stuff i think when when you're in that kind of northeast creative community you start to kind of recognize that everyone kind of follows each other so yeah. everyone's kind of in the know and then outside of that little bubble there's some people that won't know what's kind of happening mm -hmm. and stuff like that like this weekend there's i think there's stuff happening here and then that rooms like the sea move stuff there was stuff last weekend down at the beach are doing like performances but 
if you're not really in the know, mm-hmm. you're not going to actually kind of click on that there's loads of stuff actually happening. Yeah. Like in the northeast of Scotland. Yeah. You know? This is always my bugbear with the uh, big national vintage fairs that mm-hmm. come up to Aberdeen. And then I am running a local one. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm actually running one that Aberdeen should be proud of. Mm-hmm. But, you know, everybody's going to the big national one that mm-hmm. just comes here takes no interest in the local community at all doesn't pay any rent doesn't pay any rates doesn't pay any wages doesn't connect with any of the young people doesn't care it comes it to a helicopters in drops in for the day sucks up loads of money and then just goes away mm. but everybody goes to it and then i do my fare for the local community within the local community and I'm publicising all these local traders who do all their buying locally, support the community. And people are like, oh, I, I didn't know you did that. And it's like, really? It's in its third year. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I, I start ripping my hair out, walking about with a big plaque or something, you know? So it's like, that kind of does bother me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's been well. a big thing we spoke about yeah. before, when you said that, you know. It's like, really? Yeah. 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 So uh, it's, get, it's being able to reach the people who are interested mm. as well. So I don't know how we can overcome that because I try everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing, like, you know, we always kind of use, like, that kind of social media as, like, a platform and stuff like that. And Then you of, only see it if it's, like, friends of yours are yeah. also looking at that event. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's how I see things like that so yeah. often. Yeah. And because, like, we would be clued in with lots of creative mm. people, we'll see it. Mm. Yeah. But other people who aren't maybe won't get that. Yeah. yeah. To reaching out, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. So, hmm. yeah, it's a fun. Yeah, I think as well, yeah, because, like, you know, kind of like going off on what you're saying is, is that kind of really kind of frustrating thing that you want other people to kind of connect to it and yeah. stuff like that, you know? Yeah, it and is, they, should, yeah. they should be proud of it, you know? It's yeah. like, but this is your thing. Yeah. This is for you. You guys, you say, you say you love vintage, so hey, what's up with you, you know? Why aren't you coming and supporting this? Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. No, definitely, yeah. It's kind of it's a strange one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It is. So, like, <coughs> like, for you guys, I guess, like, you know, it has been a, a definitely interesting year, and you've all kind of been very busy as well, but, like, because I kind of got a question that you asked me, like plans for the night next year. Obviously, you got the granite, granite noir. Mm-hmm. What else do you guys kind of envision of you doing next year, two thousand nineteen? Oh, just need to get the book finished. Oh, yeah. like another year, oh, yeah. like either way. Right. <laughs> um, I don't know. The problem is, I think as well, like um, because so I took a job, well, my dream job down at Pathing and Ross Council, but then my boyfriend is still at me at Elgin. So now loads of my time is sucked up. Like I have to come three hours up the road on a Friday and then back down again. I get up at five o'clock on a Monday. No, I leave five o'clock in the morning on a Monday to go to work. So I don't think we're going to be doing that until at least July. So yeah, that's a lot of my time. So I don't know. All I've just got in my head just now is like book, book, book. But I'm sure, yeah, other stuff will present itself. Did you get to Australia? Yes, yes, I did. Yeah? Yes, I knew it wouldn't be my cup of tea. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. It wasn't your cup of tea. No, it's like, like I, yeah, so my sister um, and my best friend both moved, went out to Australia at the same same time. My uh, best friend is still in New Zealand and she'll be there until the summer, but my sister's um, come back already. So, um, and I thought, well, if I'm going to go to Australia, I should go now while they're there. But I thought, oh, really? 
don't fancy it. <laughs> um, so I had a week in Hong Kong on the way over. I loved Hong yeah, Kong. Yeah, Oh, it's so oh, it's amazing. And so it's so cheap. It's really? so cheap. Wow. Um, my hotel, I was there for nearly a week. My hotel was about, I think, 200 quid. Wow. Week, and it was right in the centre. It was spotless. Um, I think I spent about 300 quid and I did all the touristy stuff. <sighs> Cool. It's yeah, really yeah, cheap. Yeah. Um, really, really good. And my friend Lily lives in Dubai, so she came over to meet me because yeah. I was just going to go by myself. Um, but she was like, "No, I'll come over. And we'll, we'll do it together." So that was that was amazing. But um, yeah, Australia really expensive and really far to go for somewhere that's basically <laughs> like the UK, but roasting hot and about ten to twenty percent more racist. <laughs> Where were you in Australia? Melbourne. Yeah. Um, I went to Tasmania and I loved it. Mm-hmm. I went to Hobart for um, like two full days because um, I could only afford to do some, one sort of like trip out of where I was staying and I was like right I'll do Hobart and I loved Hobart um, but I mean it was fine but mm. just really far and really hot oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was Melbourne I stayed yeah so I went um, across in my 20s and um, actually was in Melbourne for I think about six or seven months weirdly working in a vintage store called Out of the Closet <laughs> Yeah, so I love that. So that was really great. Um, but I, I loved Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, I, you know, I think maybe because of my job there, just fell in with loads of other yeah. travelling people and other, uh, well, again, a really creative sort of scene mm-hmm. and was dragged off to parties and, you know. There's a great really, vintage scene. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. For me, it was just, yeah. I mean, I just loved it. And I did, stay a little while up in Byron Bay as well yeah which was amazing back then it's been very much more built up now but when I was there it was a complete banana republic people you know well, they were like coming in going if I give you a Reiki head massage can I borrow your trainers to go to the bar tonight because you couldn't get into the bars without footwear right. at night and it was like really <laughs> it's like yeah borrow flip-flops but I don't want you touching my head <laughs> so it's okay but it was really, really hippy dippy back then as well. But it's a lot more um, commercial now. Yeah, it's, it's much more general. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, no, I'm, it's Scott, a guy I went to school with. He's um, been working as an architect out there for years. And so I thought it was the first time we'd seen each other since school. I was like, well, if I'm coming to Melbourne, then we have to see each other. So yeah, yeah we went out for um, a drink together, which was really fun. Um, but he's coming back to Scotland now right. um, after years out there. Um, but no, I, like, I'm glad I did it. Um, and it was good to go over and see where my sister was living and stuff. But she, yeah, she's back in Scotland now. Um, but yeah uh-huh. not for me oh, I-, <laughs> no. um, I had a really good my sister and I had a long weekend out um, not like in the bush but we got like a train and bus about an hour and a half out of Melbourne and um, then the house that we were staying in was like a 40 minute walk down a track road um, and it was uh, we just got an Airbnb but it was like a house with a, the tree it was being built around a huge tree oh, so the tree yeah, was like yeah, in the living room it was really wow. cool but we went in um, and the women was like showing us around and I looked over it was like open plan and I looked over at the bed and there was like a gollywog on the bed yeah I heard this lot and my right. sister was going <laughs> she was like wait till the women's gone because I was going <laughs> and she's like, yeah, they sell them in shops over here still. Yeah. They do? Yeah, they yeah, still, yeah, yeah, they still somebody, sell them. Somebody, some Aberdeen messaged me just about the podcast stuff and yeah, she's saying that, because I think I thought I was in Cornwall and I saw something mm-hmm. like that in the shop, like, and I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> that cringy moment and stuff. I said, oh yeah, they're very popular over here. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right, you know, so, yeah. And it's just that kind of that cringy moment. It's like, oh God, yeah. yeah. I was so, in Australia for... 10 weeks or thereabouts like in 2011 and backpack before I moved here and that was my 
general feeling and also not just being in Melbourne but being like in some backcountry areas yeah. and just being like really uncomfortable. Yeah. Me and my sister, um, she did her farm work but it was actually like bar work and they just signed off as farm work yeah. but it was working in like a mining village and the nearest town was like two and a half hours away and even that town it was like Calamity Jane, it looked like right. proper wild <laughs> west yes. and um, it was when the game outage vote was happening, oh, she said it was just horrendous. Oh really bad yeah yeah she couldn't even like she, could, like she got warned like don't go for a run in the evening because there's like a creepy guy who will follow you yeah. and there's like minor saying you know i killed a man once um like <laughs> she's like bodies just turn up all the time because it's like they just assume that they've like wandered out into the outback and died and then people just like don't investigate <laughs> like <laughs> she said it was she says she looks back now and, like she's like that was really unsafe yeah. yeah but i suppose it's just part of like the work is that you are sort of like because it is farm work you are sort of forcing especially women into these situations by saying you have to do this work in order mm -hmm. to you know stay on for your second year and stuff um you know go out and live in the middle of nowhere yeah, with they no didn't, transport they anywhere. didn't have that stipulation when i was yeah. out there yeah. we got to do what we wanted we got yeah. a, a year's working visa we did what we liked yeah but i believe yeah they they make you do this now it's yeah. like what really it's like slave labor it's it's like, yeah, my, my best friend spent like most of the first year that she was there just trying to get work because you were arranging work and turning up and then um, oh actually there is no work or there is but this is the money not what we get but you have to go with it because you right. need to do it she said she spent all of her savings trying to get this work to stay okay. on for her second year it was just a nightmare it's crazy yeah and it's like working out in like 36 degree heat picking broccoli all day you know <laughs> yeah really really terrible it has me just kind of thinking like I'm really tired today <laughs> 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 I get up yeah. half seven you know like so yeah, yes, it wasn't my cup of tea, okay. um, but I'm right. glad I glad I went and experienced it. But yeah. yeah, it did cost a lot of money. I would go back to Hong Kong in, in a heartbeat. Yeah, right. I'd really like to do that. Yeah, yeah. my granddad used to work there, so he always used to rave about it. Yeah. He's right. a, he was an engineer. He um, helped build the Scottish Parliament building. Actually. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, and cool. the chimpanzee house at Edinburgh Zoo. Right. Take mm. from that what you. Well, yeah. <laughs> <those two> things. <laughs> so Emily, yeah, like so next year, like. What do you think you'll be getting, new things you'll be kind of getting up to? Um, I finished my first novel mm -hmm. in April, um, and I'd had some creative funding to yeah. go on a couple of retreats to do mm -hmm. that. Amazing. Okay. Where did you go? I went, so I locked myself up for seven days and seven nights in um, Gardenston on like a self like a self-tutored retreat. Oh, it's so And nice I, I lost my mind. <laughs> I was so isolated. <laughs> And um, the pub had really like weird hours where like you'd go and they'd be like, no, we don't have food today. Um, and there was nobody around. Um, so it was a bit too isolating for me. Like, I don't know if you find this, but with writing, you're just kind of in your head. And if you're in your head for like eight hours and then afterwards you have no way to get out of it, like I just actually had insane dreams. It was like the week that all the Harvey Weinstein stuff blew up and I just, yeah, it wasn't the best experience, and I wouldn't say it was necessarily productive as a result. But then I went to Moniac Moor in April, which is the Creative Writing Centre just outside Inverness. And it was a really good experience. I met lots of really cool people. Um, but it was like a course almost. So I had certain hours that I had to be like doing workshop stuff, which meant there wasn't a lot of time for writing, which was okay because by then I'd finished my novel. Um, so now what I'm doing is I am going back to Moniac Moor, but I'm doing an... Um, a self 
tutored retreat. So there's no courses or anything. Plenty of writing time, but also people around so that in the evenings yeah. I can have a whiskey, I can like get out of my head. Um, and I'm just hoping it'll be like a good combination of the two. But yeah. I'm going to work on a new novel that okay. I've started. Right. Um, so I'm really just hoping that in the next year I can get on with that. Cool. That's sort of the main thing. Nice. Yeah. Writing really affects my dreams as well. Mm -hmm. And I don't really remember my dreams, but when I've been writing can totally tell. Mm -hmm. I really like, even if I don't remember them, I know they've been really emotional. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, yeah, I don't know what it was about that week. I also read after, my brother told me that apparently, like, there's something hallucinogenic about blue cheese, if you eat enough of it, and, like, one of the things that I took with me was, like, really nice cheese, including blue cheese, so I was like, maybe I was hallucinating from the blue cheese, but I just had insane, very memorable, very vivid dreams every single night that I was there, so... Yeah, I will not be doing seven days and seven nights by myself writing probably ever again. Eating oh, cheese. Okay. Eating cheese, yeah. <laughs> Maybe if I just cut out the Rochefort, I'll be all right. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then what about yourself for next year? Yeah, so as I mentioned, the back with the college again, yeah. doing a little bit of... Um, uh, sort of communication with those guys mm. I think they're coming over to my store an actual class so that should be interesting they'll probably have to yeah. come in two halves because okay. <laughs> the store is so small yeah. um, but, so that I think they want to talk about buying yeah. um, and predicting uh, trends and stuff like that okay. so that'll be really good cool. um, uh, give them some of my um, um, experiences and things like that as well so yeah looking forward to that okay. and then yeah we'll be running into as i say all the christmas stuff yeah. and then next year we'll just be more of the same mm -hmm. events photo shoots working in the store doing the buy-in meeting all the old ladies actually do you remember the old lady i talked about mrs um mrs mack yeah, yeah. I talked about, you yeah. will not believe that she contacted me this last year oh, okay. in the summer right. so i was like she was like this old little old boys came on the phone and i was like oh my god how are you so uh that was really nice oh, to touch cool. base with her yeah. again and she had still got some stuff squirreled away <laughs> so i was like i cannot believe i am still coming yeah. out to see yeah. you so i actually got to go and catch up with her this oh, year cool. so she was asking all how my little boy was doing yeah. and everything so that was really nice really so because nice. yeah. i was always wondered how she was doing right. so yeah that was nice so yeah. who knows what will come my way in the next yeah. year oh awesome yeah and i guess like um if you guys want to let the listeners know where 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 can people follow you again on like social media and stuff no on you go <laughs> twitter yeah um and then i also did one of the things on my to-do list this year which was to make a website yeah. so um i'm really bad at blogging yeah but there is a website yeah. and it's emilykutter.com okay yes because right. there is an emily utter Dot com already so I had to put my middle initial in there okay. and if you go to emilyadder.com you'll find like um, 
an enterprise business coach from like <laughs> the states, uh, and that's not me. I'm just the devil wears tartan on everything, basically. Yeah. Um, I'm also terrible at blog- me blogging. Is just saying sorry, I've been away again. Here's what I've been doing the last two months yeah. since I blogged the last time. Um, and I made like I made a, I was sticking to like a proper schedule, and then yeah, the penguin thing happened. And I was like, right again, the yeah. blog goes to one side in the book. Um, so yeah, just the uh, yeah, devil wears tartan, pretty much an end for everything. I feel really bad because I get there's like there is a bit, a novel called The Devil Wears Tartan, and I bought the dot com for it, um, okay. and the author obviously didn't think to do that. And bless her, she like came and read my stuff, and she promoted it on her website. But I feel so bad because if you type in the name of her book, it's me that comes up for everything. So that could be helpful, you know, yeah. in the future. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel quite bad. I know. I'm, I hope like her sales are doing okay. <laughs> Yourself. Yeah, just across the social media platforms, uh, Closet Vintage, ABDN, whether oh. it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. yeah, nice one. No, but thank you guys for doing the part two uh, birthday special. Really appreciate it. Yeah, it's really cool to get you like three really cool chats all in one room. You know, it's really cool. I will say to the listeners, well, you probably hear some beats in the background. That's because City Moves and the Saturday are setting up for their show as well. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, no worries. And yeah, I think, yeah, that was the part two birthday special. Hope you guys enjoy And we'll see you again soon. All right, bye for now. Bye. So yeah, so what did you guys think of part two of the birthday special? Um, I really appreciate, you know, um, Elaine, Lauren and Emily coming through on, you know, on an early morning on a Saturday and, you know, just kind of having a good old kind of ramble and, you know, catch up about what they've been up to and stuff. So, it's really kind of cool to see the kind of like transitions in you know and in, in people, especially local creatives, and from when you've kind of first kind of met them and um, kind of seen their journey and what's kind of happening and what also how to keep themselves motivated and to keep themselves going. I think that's really cool. Um, so yeah, thanks guys for coming on for a chat. And I guess for me now, I guess to kind of have a little bit of a reflection about the year so far. I think you know it's been a crazy year. In a, you know, a lot of ups and downs, but it's been quite cool in the sense that I've been able to sustain um, something that I'm really passionate about and, en- and enjoy doing over a year. But in all honesty, I don't think the podcast could ever be possible without a, a few things. Um, first of all, I think that was obviously, you know, getting um, funding um, from the creative funding team at Aberdeen City Council that kind of put me on that right track and path to you know get the podcast up and running like last year and then I guess it's like the people that listen as well you guys that kind of tune in and you commit to following all the kind of podcast rambling stuff on Instagram Twitter and Facebook I really appreciate that and especially people that kind of like share their favorite episodes and get people talking about creativity and culture in Aberdeen also, it's actually the guests. It's the guests that come on that definitely make the podcast. All I do is just facilitate a discussion. You know, there's no rhyme or reason or particular theme about an interview when I'm speaking to a guest. But it's cool that a local creative in the northeast of Scotland can come on and share their story. And then, you know, someone else listening to the episode, um, another creative or anyone else, a member of the public, can just be like, oh... They can, you know, find similar kind of patterns or um, similarities in another creative story and kind of recognize that, oh, I'm not just on my own here. You know, um, there's a 
great kind of community of people all going through the same thing that I'm going through. So yeah, you know, I think um, over the year it's been a really kind of interesting kind of transition from coming out of my comfort zone and, you know, going to exhibitions, you know, making like, you know, meeting new acquaintances and making really cool friends as well. You know, I, I always kind of say to some people, like, you know, I, I didn't kind of envision the podcast kind of going on for so long. I thought it would be like those kind of little things that you could um, talk about and like say, oh, yeah, during that time I tried to do a podcast and I did about five or six episodes and it kind of fell flat on its face. But that's not been the case here. So I want to definitely thank you all um, for supporting me and supporting the podcast. And also thank my missus as well for putting up with me um, for the better half of um, the year as usual. Um, but also kind of like being very accommodating for me having this random strangers in our house, um, interviewing from our um, living room table, dining table. So thanks, Beth, for putting up with me. And, you know, I think she's very happy now that I um, have a studio space to go and record these chats and stuff and put all my Big Up The Dean stuff in. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think, yeah, next year, who knows, you know, a lot of stuff, cool things will be kind of happening. I, you know, look forward to the new challenges. Um also kind of like meeting new creatives as usual and getting them to kind of share their, you know, creative journeys and stories with the rest of you guys. Um, and yeah, and to the people that kind of listen internationally, I really want to thank you as well. I don't, you know, it's kind of um, really cool when you look at the kind of SoundCloud stats of um, people who engage with the podcast. And so whereas through word by mouth, through connections in Aberdeen, I think that's all good. So yeah, um, I hope you guys, you know, enjoyed the two part specials, you know, thank you so much for sticking with me and sticking with the podcast and tuning in every Monday morning, you know, um, listen to me ramble on and stuff, um, stumble on my words a few times as well. Um, yeah, but you know, moving forward, you know, the podcast has to carry on even after this birthday special. So, um, next week's episode is with local printer, um, Pete Smith. Um, some of you will know him, um, for his business, um, Grey Area Inc. So that was a really cool chat. Um, Pete came down to an Atom Room studio and stuff. And it's kind of like really cool to kind of find out about his kind of creative journey and stuff. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode when it comes out next week, Monday. So yeah, um, that's it. The birthday specials, the Create Me podcast is one years old. Um, I don't know what else to, um, to say to kind of sign sig um, signify <laughs> um, the first person, um, podcast birthday. But yeah, um, maybe next year we'll do something more grander instead of me just kind of having a solo chat um, in the studio space um, to signify that. Um, but yeah, um, hope you guys enjoy and I will catch up with you next week. All right, bye for now.